that. So yes, GMAT, GRE, super important, right? You want to do as well as you possibly can do. That said, if you go to Harvard's website and you look at their, their statistics, they will give you the median scores. And so great. If you want to get into Harvard, you should get close to that um, or whatever. They'll also give you the range. And it's it's amazing to, to look at the range and be like, wait a minute, someone got into, you know, into Harvard with a 630 on their GMAT. You're listening to the Taylor Coup podcast. Join me as we do a deep dive into my passions and learning lessons in entrepreneurship, real estate, business, sports, art, and so much more. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Taylor Koo podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I just dive into my passions and bring on experts within their respective fields so I can learn more and hopefully inspire you to also learn more as well. And today we are bringing back the Seth Gilmore. He's actually going to be talking to us. If you are a prospective MBA student or looking to I guess you are looking to get into MBA into an MBA school. If you are a prospective student, uh, this is the episode that you should be listening to because in this episode, it's all about action items. And Seth is going to provide us a little bit of a game plan and some actionable steps that we can take in order for us to get into the M7 or top three business schools. I, You know what I realized also on the previous episode? I think I said MS7. Yeah, and I think that's the name of a gang. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, 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 no. It's MS thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, right. Just that's kidding. Okay. Just kidding. M seven. Anyways, M7, welcome back yes. to the show, Seth. <laughs> it's kind of a gang. It's kind of, you know. <laughs> it's a network. It's a network. That's just what they Absolutely. call business. Uh, you know, once you go up in, in business school, it's not totally. a gang, it's just a network. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back, a Seth. Ball. So uh, let's, thanks. Uh, yeah, let's dive. Let's yeah, let's dive into it. Let's yeah. go with um. Yeah, what's the first step? Okay, so so let's start this off by by just sort of like framing it a little bit. So here, so here's the deal, and I'll just because this is this is going to inevitably just sort of be one version of this. Um, so I I'll just tell you my story briefly, and then and, and kind of then we can talk about actual steps. Um. You know, when I went to go to apply to business school, I had no background in business whatsoever. I had worked in the newsroom of the New York Times as a philosophy major undergrad. I did not know the language of business in any way, shape, or form. Um, I decided to use a business school admissions consultant. And there are a bunch of them out there. You can go to poetsandquants.com and look them up. And there's just a ton of business, you know, admissions consultants. I used one of them. It was fantastic for me. And some people are like, oh, that's kind of cheating. Well, we could talk about that. Um, the ways that it's it's very much just industry standard. It is not cheap. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I, I would say that's standard to apply to three or four schools is like nine or 10,000 bucks at this point. Helping, just helping you get into business school. But don't forget, it's all about the business school you get into, just to be raw and honest here, right? Brand name is massively important when you're when you're going to business school. So I used a business school. Cons- I used a consultant to help me apply to business schools. Applied to a bunch of them. Went to the best one I could get into, which was which was Dartmouth, which is a pretty good school. Um, and for me, what they did, what, what my consultant did, was help me take my my story in my own language. I, it was kind of crazy. I wrote this twenty five page document about it. here's my whole story, which he was like, "This is insane," but it was also really helpful. Um, and he helped me put this into the language that business schools could understand. I had, I had, it was, I, I always think of this as my first business school experience because he really exposed me to what it is to work with an MBA and to think in terms of an MBA and think in terms of that stuff, which had been completely foreign to me. 
when I was at Tuck, um, I was offered a, a job at that same uh, company. They knew I was a good writer and as do, doing editing essentially. And so and we could talk about what that is. And then once I graduated, they said, well, why don't you just be a consultant as well? So I did that. I've done, I've been a consultant for them ever since I graduated from talk. So in a little over 10 years. And then in the last several years, I've also been essentially sort of a salesperson for them too. I, so if you, you know, my company is called the MBA exchange. Um, if you know, when, when prospective clients call us up or, you know, contact, contact us, I am the one you talk to and, and I talk you through, you know, what do we do and all our services and all this kind of stuff like that. So this is a conversation that I have over and over and over and over again with people who are interested in applying to business school. So that's the background for this. And this I don't want this to sound sales pitchy at all, but that's just kind of like, this is, this is the way I talk, right? Like, I don't really know how to talk about it in any other sort of way, but I'm not going to try to just plug our own services because this is really just sort of like the standard thing. So, um, yeah. Question. Would it be helpful? Like, let's, let's say we use just my, me yeah. as like my frame and let's then we it. just go like, let's do it into whatever this routine would be. So why, why, why are you interested in going to business school? <laughs> okay. Well, all right. This is now, maybe I shouldn't have gone. gone to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that a start. Well, okay. So, so how about this? How about this? Um, I went to engineering school, right out of school. I didn't do any engineering, started a podcast at some point. Well, I mean, I, I built restaurants and started a podcast and then uh, now I'm doing investor relations with a real estate firm, uh, but I want to be able to learn how to operate and scale, uh, I guess, primarily on the sales strategy and maybe just the not so much on the asset management side of a business per se, but the direction and being sort of that visionary and, and sales approach and learning from and, and scaling companies. That's what I really want to do in, cool. in, and learn that from business school. Awesome. So that's a great rationale for going to business school now. Um, okay. The first thing I would say is this. So, and again, this is just specifically sort of my version of this. This is not to say this is the way to get into business school or like that. But um, the first thing you want to do is you want to have a very clear long-term goal, right? You want to have something. And the way I put it is, what do you want written on your tombstone when you're dead and gone? Like, here is the thing he did. Now, you don't have to cure cancer, right? But you do want to have made some sort of difference in the world. Now that can be something you did in the context of, of, you know, you know, the reality is of a lot of people who go to business school, they're going to, to get to the next level of their career because they have to do it. That's especially the case in investment banking, right? Like you have to get an MBA in order to get to the next level. You also never consulting. It's very much so business school is largely about investment banking and consulting, or like it has been for a very long time, right? That's the kind of roots of it. And you had to get to this sort of next level. That's so that's just the reality why people go. What business schools though are business schools want to be more inspired by this, but they want to be inspired that they 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 want you to be the Michael Bloomberg, right? They want you to they, you know, that guy changed the world, right? Fred Smith at FedEx changed the world. Now you again, you don't have to do that, but they want to see that aspirational thing. They want to see the thing that that's way up there, because otherwise, um, they are going. To, well, okay, let's, let's just say that. That's the first thing you want to kind of figure out is how how are you going to change the world? Now, this you want this to be aspirational and sort of like this is the cool thing 
that you're going to do because they want to be excited about it. like that would be awesome if you came to our business school and did that that would reflect well on us also you're going to make a lot of money and you're probably going to donate it back to us which they also love um you know if you're going to go off there and be like you know great you know very poor person that's great but you're not coming to our business school right that's another that's just a reality of the thing is that they want you to make a lot of money okay um so that said you want to do something that's grounded in what you've done in the past right so we, we talked in the last episode about sort of like, you know, are you actually going to do what you say you're going to do in your essays? Not necessarily, but here's what business schools want to see. They want to see that you understand the value of the business school. And so the way you do that is say, here is the aspirational thing I want to do. Here's what I've done in the past. Here's how those two things connect together. Here's where how all of the things that I've done have conspired to get me to this point where all I need is the bridge of the business school in order to project myself up to this amazing sort of thing. So that is what we call the rationale for your candidacy. Okay. So that's, if, and again, giving you my picture, but that is like the first thing that we would sort of like help you do essentially is to come up with that big idea. So, okay, you've got this amazing long-term goal. Second thing is why do you need an MBA to achieve that? Okay. Now here's one answer for you. You don't. No one needs an MBA. Okay. Hmm. Absolutely. Because it's not a JD. It's not an MD. No one's going to ever ask you, hey, before you do this surgery, you know, before you do this thing, show me your MBA, right? That's just not a thing. So it's never been a required sort of like degree in the way that a JD or, or an MD is. That said, there are great reasons for getting an MBA, right? And one of them is getting to where you want to go a lot faster. Right. So it's a way of condensing a lot of information into basically two years that it could take you, let's say, 10 years to get to in your own career if you did it without that. In addition to that. Okay. So that's the next thing is why an MBA. And it's in the context of that long term goal. Here's the thing I want to do in the world. Here's why I need an MBA to sort of cheat it. Next question is why now? Why is now the perfect time for you to do it? This is not about you or your age or anything like that. Again, it's back to that long-term goal. Why is now the perfect time? So if once we sort of identify this thing that you want to do, um, look out into the world and say, what's happening out in the world right now? Why You're going to go to business school. It's going to take basically three years of your life. You're going you're gonna to get in now. You're going to start next year. You're going to be there for two years, and then you're going to graduate. You're going to have a short-term goal, which is probably you know going to consulting or something like that and kind of getting this thing. About five years out, you might actually start doing this thing that you say you're going to do. You're going to start getting there. And then let's say 10 years out, you're going to really be hitting your stride, right? This is the story we're telling. Don't forget, right? That's what you want to, that's, you want to have an understanding of, of sort of like why now is the perfect time, because this is what's happening in the world. This AI is going to be here in three years. And this is why I want to feed into this sort of there, whatever sort of thing you come up with. So coming up with that whole sort of thing is like, there's an urgency of now, like now is the time that you for perfect time, time for you to do this. There are a few other things that come after it like that. And then it comes down to, all right, I understand the big picture of that. Why an MBA? Why now? I was going to say like that. Then you need to drill into this. Why this school? Why this school in particular? Why do you have to do this at Harvard? Why do you have to do this at Berkeley or Stanford or wherever it is, right? Um, this is where the real work sort of comes in. For like like we talked about last time, there are there are um most business schools are essentially the same. You're going to get the same thing. They're not one is not selling apples and the other one's selling oranges. They're all selling the same stuff to you, right? You're going to get essentially the fundamental same stuff. You're getting an MBA, you're getting a certain kind of degree. 
that said, no business school likes to be sort of like thought of as being not unique. <laughs> and so you have to tell them why this school in particular. And again, there's nothing you can tell a school. You can't tell Columbia anything it hasn't heard a million times before. If you go to its website, you can get some indications as to why it thinks it's interesting and different, but it's not going to be that different from anything else. The one thing they've never heard before is the story of you at that school, like specifically you at that school. What mm -hmm. is it about that school given, again, this long-term goal, this thing you're trying to accomplish in the world, why now, all this kind of stuff like that, all of those things, plug that into Columbia, then figure out why Columbia is uniquely perfect given this thing you're trying to sort of do. That is what we call the rationale for your candidacy. That is the that is the cornerstone of, of how you apply to business school. You put together this big picture and then you get down to the really nitty gritty and the granular. And we could talk about sort of how you actually sort of do that. But that's, that is essentially what you're doing. That's the strategy for applying to business school. Would you say that's overweighted than even just like taking then because because you take a test, don't you? You have to take a, a an exam and have a certain score in order for you to qualify for the top three or M seven. So, um, yes, GMAT, GRE, very important. Um, you can you can look up the median score for any school and see what it is, and yeah, the closer you can get to that or exceed it, the better. Absolutely. Quant is more important than verbal, <laughs> just to be clear. Okay. Um, but most people are going to do a lot better on verbal than quant. Uh, they primarily use that because, one, they want to keep their numbers up so they can keep their ranking in U.S. News and World Report, right? But two, they want to see that you've got a brain that can handle the quantitative stuff. There's a lot of quant in business school. It's not crazy quant, but there's a good deal of like statistics and accounting and stuff like that. And like you have to be able to handle numbers. Well, that's... That's so cool. I mean, like I haven't heard anybody call numbers like quant in that oh, yeah. in that uh, in this context. So I think I'm just oh, using that. Super, now. super. Yeah, in that's, fact, that's, there's, there's, wow, there's that's a, cool. <laughs> there's a website called poetsandquants.com. It's a great place. If you're thinking about going to business school, that's the place to go. Like you start there. You start just like that. That has it, all it is is about business school applications and admissions. So that's that's really the key. It's poets and quants, and and that's what they say is like poets. There are two types of people who go to business school. There's poets like me. I was a philosophy major undergrad. I had sort of no business being in business school. And then there are quants. There's the econ jocks and the also like that. And there's there's the two types of people you sort of get there. And and business schools like to have a, a like both. Like, like both. they like to have both because if you have if you had all if all you have are econ majors and and quant jocks. Um, it's going to be just a boring class, right? Everyone's going to be crunching numbers and blah, like that. I was there. I sucked at you know accounting and stuff like that. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I I was six. I was like two weeks into capital markets. I was like, I only have one question here. What what is a capital market? That was my main question. Like two weeks <laughs> into capital markets class, I didn't know my ass from a hot rock when I got there. But in the classes, we had this one called AGM, something for general managers. and uh, Asian and general I, managers? No, no, no. It's, I, 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 can't be, I wish Asian general managers. That'd be good. Uh, no, AGM. It was something for, okay, something for general managers. I have to look it up. It's, it's, it's kind of this famous class at, at Tuck. Mm. 
everyone has to take it. It's part of the first year curriculum. And it's much more the fuzzy wuzzy stuff, right? It's much more like, what do you do in this kind of a human situation? And I killed it in that class. Like that was the class where I was like, I've got this down, right? Because I was like, I, I could think out of the box and everything like that. And all the quad were like, this is bullshit. Why, why are we, why are we bothering <laughs> with this stuff? This? You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so, you, so they need that sort of combination. But um, uh, uh, God, now what were we talking about? Where was I? Uh, we were ah. just talking about, I mean, uh, you know, I, I actually don't, I kind of forgot it as well. Well, I, mean, I guess I, I mean, I talked about quants and then you talked about the two different, uh, yeah, categories, the, the of, two of, categories somebody. of people, but, uh, uh anyway, I, I've it's lost fine. It. Anyway. So that, that is essentially, you know, so, so yeah. Oh, so you, you know, you asked about like, like scores and stuff like that. So yes. GMAT, GRE, super important, right? You want to do as well as you possibly can do. That said, if you go to Harvard's website and you look at their, their statistics, they will give you the median scores. And so, great. If you want to get into Harvard, you should get close to that um, or whatever. They will also give you the range. And it's it's amazing to, to look at the range and be like, wait a minute. Someone got into, you know, into Harvard with a 630 on their GMAT. How did that happen? Now that person may have actually cured cancer, right? Like that tends to be the answer for that or, or something. It's got to be a hell of a story. A hell of a story. So uh. anyway, the great, your undergraduate GPA is important and not just your GPA, but what you did. I mean, if you were, you know, in basket weaving and you got a 4.0, that's going to be less impressive than if you had gone to a rigorous school and you did it in engineering, right? And you got a, and you got a 3.6, right? So that's, that, that all plays into it. But that said, what I was going to say is this. Um, Harvard, any of these schools can fill their classes up with people who got an 800 on their GMAT and 4.0 all day long. And that's not the only thing they're looking for. They're also looking for compelling stories. They want an interesting class. Business school is all about conversations, the class of conversations. They want to have a rigorous debate. They want to have discussions and stuff like that. So that's where the whole like essay and interview and all that kind of piece comes in. It's super important too. So last question before we sign off. For me in my particular situation, or I guess like for anybody that is, uh, we'll just go for anybody and we'll just make it broad. Would you recommend that they actually build something first? Because I can imagine that there's, I mean, I've heard of this scenario where people are just saying like, hey, I'll just go to this company and work there for a couple of years and then I'll go back to MBA school and then go from there. Like, would do you, do you, would you say you have a, a higher chance if you just create a more compelling story? So let's say like, Hey, I started a podcast in order for me to break into an industry that I had no wherewithal or insight about in any way, shape or form. Like, is that a more compelling story than saying, Hey, I've worked for this, you know, fortune 500 company, whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's more compelling or it's all it, it, it listen, it all comes down to how you tell your story. Mm. So, 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 it could be, could be like, we'd have to know more about your story. Like, what did you actually do and stuff like that? And I'll just tell you, I'll just give you one little thing. Probably shouldn't like necessarily discuss this as part of our, like our, our IP, but I think it's kind of out there right now. We have this thing that Wait, we Wait, I do. don't want to get in trouble. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. No, it's fine. We have, it's, this is, I'll just, I'll just sort of give it the light version. We have this thing that we do at the MBA exchange that our, our founder, like 30 years ago came up with this. It's called the six pillars. It's the six buckets of things the business schools are looking for. Like no matter, like no matter what the questions they ask, or no matter what, like that, they all fundamentally want to know this stuff about you, and it's not secret stuff. It's like leadership and teamwork and stuff like that. We have our own definitions for it. 
when you work with us, what we do is we take your life as it is and we dump it onto our framework and we see what comes up and you'll have strengths and you'll have vulnerabilities because everybody sort of does. The whole idea is, can you tell stories that address each of these pillars, essentially, that we call them in, in a meaningful way? So do you have a great leadership story, whether you were did it at eBay or whether you did it doing your podcast or whatever like that, do you have a compelling story you can tell? And then you're telling that story well. And does it does it show me that your dedication to leadership, to teamwork, to stuff like that, do, do you, are you able to sort of articulate that? Um, and that's really what you, what you want to come into business school with. So I have seen people with very, very um, different backgrounds that you would not expect to have gotten into. And they've gotten into the most competitive business schools around. I mean, um, unbelievable. I will just tell you one thing. We have a consultant um, who's really one of our, one of our best consultants. He's extraordinary. His specialty is helping people. One of his specialties is helping people who do not have an undergraduate degree get into the most business competitive business schools in the country. Oh, that's cool. That's badass. And, and he does it by, this kind of stuff, like mm. by by helping tell in a really compelling story. So I would just say this: Yes, you know, if you're if you're young, if you're two years out of business school, out of undergrad, and you are thinking about going to business school, contact a consultant who can help you strategize about the next couple of years of your career in order to really make sure you're getting all the right kind of experiences, so that you have kick-ass stories to tell. Think down the line. But even if you're just like, all right, I've got to apply to round two this year, and it's like November, right? So you're getting like close to it. Um, you know, people are oftentimes surprised at, at how with the kind of incredible stories they could tell, just given the actual experiences they have. So I would say, don't count yourself out just because you think that you don't have the right or traditional sort of background for getting into business school. You might be surprised. On the other hand, too, you know, if you've done this very traditional milk toast sort of thing. And you kind of like just kind of like went along to get along, yeah, you know, and you've sort of done all the right things, but whatever you, you might, we might need to help you spice things up a little bit so that you're not, because again, you know, the business schools can fill their classes with perfect people instantly. There are enough applicants to all of these schools. They want, they want interesting people. Ah, wow. That's such a great way to just end this episode and also leaves more for the next, uh, I guess the next future episode. And then also for, uh, for people to reach out to you. So cool. Seth, thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate you for hopping on to the show. And then if people want to reach out, I'm going to put your contact notes into the, or your contact information into the notes of the show, MBA exchange, Seth Gilmore, find him on his new podcast coming out, Syndicate with Seth. Find him at sethgilmore.com when it is ready, which it will be pretty soon, especially when this, the time of this podcast comes out. And uh, I really just appreciate you for coming on. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks for all your help too, man. You've been extraordinary. Thanks, Seth. All right, signing off. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Taylor Coop Podcast. If you gain any value out of this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you share this with your friends. Hopefully they can get the same value as well as you did. And also leave a comment or review on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening on. I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you at the next episode.